Hello and welcome to Developing the Leader Within Podcast, an award-winning podcast where I interview the top players in the leadership arena and we dissect leadership, management, and career development from all angles. My name is Enrique Acosta-Gonzalez and I use my more than 20 years of experience in leadership development to dig deep into complex issues and bring you the answers you were looking for. If a topic resonates with you and you would like to explore how to overcome it, reach out to me at calendly.com backslash triad leadership solutions to discuss ways to succeed. Welcome back to another episode. We're going to New York today and speaking with Ray Maestro. Ray is an abuse and suicide awareness prevention advocate a motivational speaker and TV host, uh, radio host. Uh, He's also a bilingual MC presenter, survivor and healer, a recovery specialist and author of Fighting Through the Darkness. Ray, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me here. It's a real great pleasure, honor, privilege to be here with you. I appreciate the invitation. I'm excited, Ray, uh, for this conversation. Not so much excited about the topic. Folks, we're going to be uh, talking about leadership and suicide prevention uh, and, you know, coming into September where we highlight this this week, this specific week is suicide prevention week. But the month is usually held to to observe and and add to the prevention and the help that uh, folks need in this particular uh, subject matter. But before we get into all of that, uh, Ray, tell us a little bit about you. Sure. So I'm a, I'm a blend of things, you know, on the weekends, I usually host events, primarily Latin events. So I'm a bilingual MC. I speak Spanish. So the majority of my events are around the tri-state area, New York City metropolitan area. And it ranges from, you know, concerts to beauty pageants, fashion shows, press conferences, expo seminars. That's all on the entertainment side, you know. And then during the week, there's a lot of motivation and inspiration and coaching for people that come from rough backgrounds. Maybe they're survivors of abuse, of suicide, addictions, mental health issues, or a combination of those. Or maybe it's people that have a lot of stress from their job, from their family. You know, they're overworked, they're tired, and they need extra extra motivation and extra positivity. So I help them with that. And I'm very active on the Zooms. And I'm very active on live events. So usually weekends is live events and usually during the week is Zooms, but everything is is great. I enjoy meeting people and everybody's always welcome to connect with me. My doors are always open, like I say. So outstanding. Well, uh folks, as I mentioned, we're going to be talking about suicide prevention. Uh and Ray, you have a background in this. We shared briefly earlier that uh, I also I had a background in the suicide prevention, uh, but unfortunately also on the suicide response, um, you know, and we'll talk about uh, that piece as we go along in the show. Uh, but I wanted to ask you, Ray, you know, with your background, how did you survive? <laughs> because it's not easy, right, uh, to go through uh, things in your life. Uh, but to become a survivor, it's something special. And so I just wanted to see how how you did it. Yeah. So, I mean, I can tell you first off that it is a true miracle of God. You know, I've been very close to God ever since I exist in the world. And after my last suicide, I became closer to God 
more than ever. And he helps me with everything that I do, dealing with people and helping them. And, you know, that's all I'm about in my life is to help. But I mean, I had a lot of close calls. I had multiple attempts as a child. I had some as an adult. I, as an adult, I had some that I was totally gone. And, uh, you know, the last two were, you know, I, I, w I really wasn't supposed to come back. And especially on the last one. And, you know, because of the grace of God, like I literally came back, but I really wasn't supposed to. Um, and so, you know, I talk about it. I talk about my death experience. Uh, I've, I've had two, uh, and then I've had many close, close ones growing up. I grew up in a violent family. My, my family was always trying to kill me as a, as a kid. And I had a lot of car accidents and a lot of fights growing up. So I was always close call. Um, but as an adult, it got worse, you know, but, um, a miracle of God and, and luckily th therapy, therapy saved me. Uh, I went into mandatory therapy in, in 2017. My last suicide was on Friday, October the 13th of 2017. And in my anniversary is coming up actually. And it's, uh, my life has turned around completely between that experience, my connection with God and, and really, really good therapy. And that I'm here today to be able to talk to you and everybody and, and give them information is a true blessing. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, you, you, you mentioned the date and uh, I could vividly think of December, 2017. I did not go through a, let's say, a, you know, a death like physical death experience. Yeah. Uh, but there was a an emotional death experience that I had during that time frame. And you know, you just never know what people are going through at whatever time it is. And you up in New York, I'm down here in Florida, you know, simultaneously going through some life pivoting uh and and altering moments, right? Um and so I am so glad that you are with us uh, to be able to have this conversation and for uh, me to witness uh, the transformation uh, of what therapy has done uh, for you in your life and 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 your will, your will to fight and and overcome and now be a uh, a facilitator, a person that brings others across that. So we thank you so much uh, for for going down that road because it's not easy. Um, you know, we, we're talking about leadership. We're talking about suicide. You would think that none of those two things combine at any junction in life. But as a leader, I have seen um, my role uh, to be both a, 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 an advocate of prevention and a person that talks and leads others to make sure that it's prevented. But in your words and in your in your thoughts, what is leadership's role in suicide prevention? Yeah, well, leadership is very important. You know, our leaders have to have a a solid connection with the public, you know, with their connections. If we say, if we can say, you know, their followers. I mean, I don't like to say that, but, you know, because we're all equal, you know, but you need to have a solid connection with them. You have to be honest. You have to be trustworthy. You have to be loving. You have to be caring. You have to be informative. You have to be supportive cooperative i mean it, there's many qualities that leaders have to have and have to be always positive even when you're negative which is me almost never you have to be positive and give them positivity you have to be able to 
radiate positivity is one of the things that I do as soon as I walk into a room, I radiate positivity and I charge people up regardless of how bad they feel or how good they feel. Once they interact with me, they're going to feel good. I guarantee you. So I think those are some of the things that, that you have to be, you have to be motherly and fatherly at the same time and combine them, you know, and, and just treat everybody equally with respect. You know, like I say to everybody, you know, I love everybody. You know, that's my thing. I love everybody. You know, I have nothing but love for everybody in the world, you know, and that changed from my last suicide because previously, you know, I wasn't like that. I was a very miserable person. And it's amazing to see the, the, uh, the, the transformation from within, you know, when you get into these, these uh, moments in time where everything seems hopeless, right? Because you have to get to a point whether you you don't see any way out, there is just no way, no clear designated way for you to chart a course and step forward and keep going. Right. And that's usually how this whole thing plays out. You're either feeling alone, like no one cares and you have no resource or you're overwhelmed by uh, whatever it may be, either guilt or remorse or 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 fear you know, fear of what may come. Uh, I mentioned uh, earlier that I was on both the um, prevention side, but unfortunately also part of the recovery side, um, you know, on the prevention side. And you mentioned, hey, there's so many things that leaders need to be. Some leaders don't see this in their purview of responsibility, right? right? They They do not see them having to be uh, some type of prevention coordinator uh, in their position because it's not in there written up. But everybody that lives has a role in helping someone not see that as an option, right? We can't save everyone. Um, I mentioned to you earlier, about three weeks ago, I lost a friend to suicide, Totally unexpected, as most are. Some you would say, okay, I can, I, I, I see that I, I saw that coming, but this, no one did. Uh, and you always come to uh, think, you know, what, what could have I done to help even more? And so, uh, you know, I wanted to ask you that, you know, what do you think leaders need to know if they aim to help? You know, I mean, I hate this to say this like this, but sometimes it just takes an extraordinary ability to feel and, and detect when somebody is on that verge, which is something that I have now that I, I got after my last suicide. You know, like I, I tell people all the time, you know, I came back with some abilities after my, my last suicide. So I guess a gifts from God. So I I use them when I work with people, you know, I'm meeting people all the time, whether it's in person or Zoom. And luckily, the majority of the people, you know, they're mentally healthy. There are the select few that are not. Um, but through my own experiences, I've been able to develop an extra ability to detect that. Now, that being said, I mean, I don't think everybody can do that, but they should look for places to get general information on tips 
on strategies, on just general information of how to deal with somebody that's potentially suicidal or, you know, look for warning signs. You know, there's many different things. I mean, you can get information anywhere now, YouTube, you know, I'm sure there's all over the web. You can give yourself a quick cram course and, and make it a daily habit or a weekly habit of reading up on tips from experts on how to just better yourself, you know? I know that me over the years as a leader, I was always reading things to just become better, to form better teams, to to become a, I mean, I hate to say it, but become a better boss, to have better organization skills, pro better project management, people skills. Like you can always get better at whatever you're, you're good at. You can always be better. And if you're bad at something, you can improve. So you can always improve. It's a lifelong process. So that's what leaders have to do if they're a little uncertain on the suicide prevention area just brush up on on some of the information and it'll you know little by little it'll just you'll start absorbing it and you'll become a more of an expert and it's going to help somebody you know and you mentioned warning signs and you know there's there's so many uh yeah. you know you there are some that are often missed uh because we're not watching enough uh, but there's some that are missed because they're not a parent, right? Yeah. And so what are some signs that indicate, hey, my people may need some help? Sure. I mean, there's so many. I mean, it could be somebody that's extremely depressed all the time. They're they're always in their room or they're always to themselves. They don't want to talk to people. It could be somebody that overly indulges in alcohol or does a lot of drugs is consistently you know, passing out or close to overdosing. Maybe they talk about it and like they don't care about life or, you know, um, it could be somebody that's very violent. They're very angry at life. You know, I've met both. I've met the, the people that are very depressed about life and then the people that are very angry about life. And so, you know, either one is looking for a way out. You know, the violent ones could, you know, kill themselves with a, with a weapon or you know, some other way to harm themselves, or they could use, you know, drugs to overdose, you know, and, and depressed people can do that as well. Um, sometimes the, the trickiest ones are the people that are like fine, you know, they're regular executive white collar, have a good family, good job, and they just keep it all inside. And then just from one day to another, they're gone. That is, that does happen sometimes. And so luckily, like me, you know, because of my previous experiences, I can detect that. So if I can come across that person before that happens, I can help them. But not everybody can do that, you know, because they put on this mask that, you know, everything's perfect. You know, they're a six-figure, seven-figure salary earner, professional, high degrees, prestigious job, beautiful home, beautiful car, and everything is fine. But one moment to another, they either overdose or they they drive drive drunk and die or they you know commit suicide somehow, and people don't know where that comes from. So it takes a an extra ability to to identify those people. And those are I mean I don't know what the term for them is. It's probably you know I I, I hate to say this thing, but secret suicide, which is terrible because at least with the other people that are in a depression where they're constantly angry and addicted to things there's there's hope 
but the silent secret ones, those are the ones that, you know, we have to develop better methods to detect that, you know. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of that comes by way of conversation. And, uh, you know, there are le leaders that won't converse with uh, their people. Uh, they are just happy to give out some orders and, and let it ride. Right. Um, and if you take some time to talk to somebody, a person that needs help will normally say it. They may not say it verbally. They may say it, you know, by body language. They may say it by something they express. Um, and so it takes conversation. Uh, and, and, you know, you're right. Sometimes there are folks that are not vocal, are not expressive. And but you do see some things that kind of make your eyebrows go up like, OK, that doesn't seem right or man, that doesn't sound normal. Um, I wonder if I can just engage them in a conversation and, you know, just put them at ease. But, you know, you know, silence is usually uh, one of the things that uh, come with, uh, uh, you know, one of the surprises of, wow, I, I, I did not see that coming. Um, and there are some people that go by it that way. But most people do cry out for help in one way or another. It's just how many folks are willing to listen or how many people are listening but hearing at the same time, right? Um, or hearing and listening. Um, you know, everything that we do in the realm of suicide uh, prevention uh, is not always glamorous, uh, but there is a love that is required to be able to, you know, to fulfill this role of, of uh, prevention and those that help. So what do you love the most about what you do? Well, I mean, like I've said before, I've said it many times, I'm always going to say it is I love people, period. Doesn't matter the background, the country, the color, ethnicity. It doesn't matter. I like, I love people. I, I embrace all cultures. I mean, we live in America. I live in New York. It's a very multicultural place. And I love it. I love that we have this type of food and this type of music and, you know, this type of clothes. And I think it's great. You have to be able to love people. You have to be able to care. You have to be able to open up your heart, give them some of your heart, and then they'll give you some back too. And then they'll care too. And it's a mutual exchange. You know, you have to establish that connection between others you know and so i'm a, a very caring person a very loving person and i care about everybody like I, I talk about all the time on on my linkedin network it's a very large network but i make it a point to meet everybody and learn about what they do and who they are and i invite people all the time send me a message set up a zoom call call me whatever you want to do anytime as much as you want you know i am openly a, a, a communicator you know i enjoy the communication like previously when I was a leader in corporate America, I enjoyed designing teams, expanding teams, enhancing teams, bringing out the best abilities of, of each team member because I care about the team. I care about each person. You know, I, I make it a habit to know, you know, what's their favorite food? What's their favorite music? What do they like to do on the weekends? You know, what do they do for fun? You know, they're not just some robot there that's just doing the work all day. They're a person. They have feelings. They do things. So get to know people. Get to know the public. You know, and 
I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that don't know who I am. So I invite them anytime, set up a, a meeting with me and we'll talk. You know, it's all about communication, communicate, care, love. Yeah, you mentioned something that's so important. I also uh, echo it uh, when I speak to leaders. You have to know your people. You yeah. have to. Yeah. Now, you know, leaders will take uh, various roads when it comes to engaging their folks. You know, there are some leaders that are just nine to five or whatever the hour may may be for them, uh, the working hours. There's some that uh, keep uh, work and home separate, right? So they don't, uh, you know, once the clock goes off, they're like Fred Flintstone, right? They're out <laughs> and, and you won't see them till the next morning. Uh, but there are other leaders that um, go a little beyond uh, the the work environment and provide for their folks an opportunity to engage and develop a relationship, right? It doesn't have to be, uh, something that is uh, inappropriate, but appropriate relationship where they feel comfortable in coming to their leader uh, for guidance. And that leader is in a position to be able to help and become an advocate for some of these things that we are discussing today, right? Some mental health uh, and, and preventions of suicide. So what steps can a leader take uh, outside of what you mentioned earlier, you know, get diving into the education and getting more uh, savvy around things uh, and communicating and, 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 you know, loving and appreciating their people that they can now become an advocate uh, for a good mental health and the prevention of suicides. Sure. I mean, there's many things. I mean, if they want, they can take official courses. I know online they have official courses you could take and become certified in certain things. They could engage in conferences, seminars, become part of nonprofit organizations, you know, establish relation with mental health professionals that probably specialize in these things. It all depends how far they want to go, but they have to continuously educate themselves get more information and more information, go to events, whether online or in person and absorb, read books, whether it's a printed book or an ebook or an audio book and get, I mean, get information. I mean, that's what I'm doing. I'm constantly doing that. I'm constantly listening to certain people's podcasts, watching their videos, reading books. If I can't go to a conference, I'll watch the recorded version of it. Um, you know, I'm continuously educating myself because I want to be better. I mean, I'm not, you know, the most perfect person in the world on the subject. I come more from personal experience, you know, and so I can relate to it. You know, a lot of times you'll go to a mental health professional and they have this fantastic education and internships and all that, but they grew up a great life and they didn't commit suicide. They weren't abused, you know, so they don't know how it feels, so I come to you with that, the feeling of it. And because I've felt so many bad things in my life, I want to make sure that people that I deal with don't go through that. You know, don't go through that. Don't go through, like I tell people all the time, don't go through, you don't deal with abuse the way I dealt with it. I sucked pain for over 30 years and it, it's not worth it. You know, and I tell people all the time, if you need help, get help regardless of the threat get help you know i never got help as a child because i was constantly threatened 
So regardless of the threat, get help, talk to somebody, talk to anybody. Now these days it's a lot easier. I grew up in the eighties and it was difficult back then. There was no internet and cell phones and all that. Now you could just text somebody or call somebody and you know, they'll save you. But you know, the way I grew up was, is, was terrible, but you know, going through the experiences of all these, these dark things, it helps me relate to people, whether they've been through them or not. And so it makes me care more, you know, I guess you could say for people care more, care more about yourself, care more about others. It'll take you very far. Yeah. Caring is one of the areas that uh, you get most challenged with uh, as a leader, because you, you, you know, there's the bottom line, there's the answering for the mission, there's the taking care of folks in terms of what they need at the work site, but nowhere in the in the scheme of, of the write up of your job does it say care for your people. Right. It's something that you learn that as a leader, that's something that's integral and necessary for you to have a great relationship with those that work for you and you work with so that you can can actually create an area of uh let's just say psychological safety and i'll give you an example i worked for a company loved them to death and they would every morning every monday morning before work ever started we would get together and it was a how are you how are you yeah and i could tell you that i have never cried <laughs> so much at my job outside of that at that time because and it wasn't uh tears of of of, of uh you know that they, they, they were bad you started to feel you know as people would share what they were going through that week or the weekend and into now they they have to face and uh it made you more uh sensitive to the issues that you know affected the folks at your job and you were more careful not to uh, be so uh, unforgiving and unrelentless in your pursuit of success uh, that you rode over people. And it was uh, one of the one of the highlights of the week was that initial Monday morning meeting. Uh, and it was amazing. Um, so if, if I was to uh, add on to any of the stuff that you had just covered, I would say leaders start to create a psychologically safe place for your folks where they can actually express themselves when they need their help. Because you've always, as a leader, if you're always berating and, and, and beating down your people, uh, they will not speak. They will not speak and you will not be the person uh, they speak to. Now, um, Ray, uh, you mentioned your your, you know, the many times that you faced a suicide ideation or attempt, uh, and even to the point where you had two, you know, near death um, experiences. If there's someone out there right now listening, and they're at that point uh, where they are looking at, man, if if nobody else says anything, I'm I'm done. What would you tell them? I would tell them that there's always somebody that cares and there's always somebody that can help them. And I will tell them that when I was a kid, I had nobody. I had no friends. I had no pets. I had no family member I could trust. I had no teacher, no doctor. I didn't have anything. 
because I grew up in a violent home where my family threatened anybody, anybody that, that tried to get involved with anything. They were very violent people. But the one thing that I had, and I don't know where I came from, but ever since I was a baby, I had faith. I always had God there, always protecting me and watching over me and talking to me and going back and forth. And, and it helped me survive. It helped me survive a lot of the beatings and a lot of the violence. And I tell people, connect with God. I mean, I'm not trying to be some religious fanatic or anything. I mean, I don't go to church, you know, but I do I do read the Bible. I've read it many times. A lot of inspiration in there. If you need to charge yourself up, pick up some passages. You know, it can help you out when you're when you're sad, when you're mad. It'll help you out. Um, you know, have faith. Have faith. Talk to God. Ask him, you know, what should I do? What can I do? Ask him. to. I tell people all the time, ask him to touch your heart. You know, he'll reach out and he'll just touch your heart. You know, I, I talk about telling people um, get touched by God or God's touch. That's what saved me on my last suicide was actual God's touch, God's hand. And it it does exist, you know, but there's always somebody out there that cares and that will help, whether it's a stranger or somebody you don't know. It could be an aunt, could be a neighbor, could be a teacher, could be a doctor, could be anybody. You know, keep faith and talk to somebody. You know, at first, talk to somebody you know, and later on, find a good professional. A good mental health professional goes a long way. Talking helps a lot. I could tell you, I was in and out of therapy from 2006 to 2017. So I was, you know, 10 years in and out, couldn't find the right person. Some people didn't want to talk to me. My, my case was too, was too much for them to handle. There was insurance issues. You know, people didn't want to work with me. And I was in and out for 10 years. And then amazingly you know around that time i started towards the end of it i started committing suicide and then luckily when i came out of the last suicide i found the perfect person that saved my life and turned my life around and everybody can find that person and i'm very thankful to that person because if it wasn't for that person we wouldn't be talking about this you know a lot of the issues that i, I talk about is very serious stuff and i don't hold back any of it i don't water anything down i keep it 100 percent real and it's and I'm very open about it. Most people don't do that. I'm one of the few that does it. I'm I'm like I said, I'm not afraid or ashamed to do it. You know, we need to shed some light on this. We need to put the spotlight on it because people need help. You know, and that's why I'm here. I'm very happy. You know, I, I, I do a lot of these interviews every week and I welcome them all. If people want to interview me anytime, I'm completely transparent about all my experiences. Well, folks, you know, there's there's always somebody. Uh, and and as a uh, avid reader, uh, I do echo that, um, you know, find find and, and root yourself in faith. Uh, it, it it does wonders. You know, uh, Ray just mentioned uh, of how he was saved through it uh, and and having that person there to help him, that 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 one that he could connect with and, you know, get past uh, the, you know, the hurt and pains and and thoughts. Uh, of of trying to commit you know suicide um and, and and you know the the act itself for a person is a terrible thing you know i i unfortunately had a lot of cases that i responded to that were suicide 
um, just, you know, witnessed uh, the, the occurrence three weeks ago. And the pain left behind is often long lasting, right? So uh, that person's pain may or may have not ended at that uh, event, uh, that act. But the people that love and cherish them uh, will live throughout their lifetime with that. Uh, and so uh, it's it's something that is not just impacting the person, but also impacts uh, their circle. Uh, Ray, if somebody wanted to get a hold of you, maybe hear your 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 story, maybe interview you, maybe have you MC for their next event, how would they do that? Well, it's very simple. I mean, I'm on LinkedIn all over the place. You can check me out there as Ray Maestro, my name. You can look me up on LinkedIn. I also have my website, Let's Survive Together, which gives you a little bit of a background of how I grew up and, you know, some of the things I went through and some of the things I stand for. And, you know, little by little, I mean, I'm going to establish my my YouTube channel. I just haven't had time to do that. And I did publish one book. I have another book that I wrote that I haven't published yet. It's actually a series which matches the name of the website. It's the Let's Survive Together series, my first book, Fighting Through the Darkness. The next book will be, Oh My God, My Mother's a Witch. Um, and aside from that, I'm going to be, in, in October, I'm going to start uh, a, a documentary about uh, abuse. And it will overlap some of you know other issues, mental health and suicide. Um, but people can reach me on LinkedIn. I'm there. You can message me anytime you want to set up a Zoom call. I do many of them all the time. I welcome everybody. My doors are always open. I have open door policy with everybody. And whoever wants to talk and communicate with me anytime. All right, folks. And we'll have that as part of the video and show notes so you can get a hold of Ray. Uh, and, you know, this topic is it can be somber uh, at times, you know, uh, um but it is necessary to discuss as we go down this month and this week and 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 just highlight the awareness around it uh, suicide suicide continues to happen unfortunately more often than we want it to uh in the military sector we say it's between 22 and 25 suicides that happen every day and that is just astonishing that that is a statistic uh imagine what it is in the general public right uh it's those numbers are just too high uh to bear but it is happening uh if you are out there and you are contemplating or even thinking about uh anything like that um the the nation has uh has instituted a 988 like similar to 911 988 and you can get to someone immediately uh if you don't have a loved one that you can speak to or share um please you know uh ray myself folks that have uh, uh, experience uh, with suicide suicide attempts um you know ideations and prevention uh, we are available as well. Just send us a message. Um, you know, on LinkedIn is immediate, right? If you're watching this on LinkedIn, if it's on YouTube, hey, send a message on YouTube uh, or any of our social media where we can get you 
in the right direction to get help and recover from, uh, you know, these attacks. Uh, Ray, thank you so much for sharing uh, with us today, not only your story and the things that you've gone through, uh, but what you're doing in the community. Yeah, it's a, a great pleasure to be here. You know, I appreciate it. Any any place that I can openly communicate and express myself and and try to help others is is always welcome. You know, so I appreciate the opportunity and we'll be in touch anytime you need anything. Like I said, my doors are always open. Outstanding. Well, folks, today's episode is sponsored by Triad Leadership Solutions. If you've enjoyed this episode and learned something interesting about the topic covered today, make sure to subscribe and let us know by leaving a comment right now. And we're always looking for new ideas and guests that we can add to our show. So if you know someone or have a topic that you would like to uh, be featured on the podcast, or if you're interested in sponsoring our podcast, we love to hear about it by emailing us at triadleadershipsolutions at gmail.com. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode where we dissect leadership from another angle. And as we like to end this show, success to you. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at Triad Leadership Solutions and on Twitter at TLS underscore FL. Thanks again. I'll see you next week and success to you.